Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome back after buzzers to the Real Housewives of Potomac after show. So tonight we are talking about Ashley hunting down her long lost daddy. Yes, we are. We're talking about a party at a sonogram. Who is doing that? And we're talking about the shadiest couple's dinner ever. All that and more coming up for you next. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz. Woo! Hey! Folks, what's up, party people? Welcome to the Real Housewives of Potomac After Show, yes. Season 4, Episode 11, Can I Get a Witness? Uh, but we're, we're happy to be here. I'm your host, Erica Edwards, but I couldn't do it without my girls, the very lovely Alexis. Hello, everybody. And the also very lovely Lauren. Hi, guys. Yay. I'm actually, this, I really enjoyed this episode. I, was, yeah. I mean, I really feel like Potomac is bringing, is bringing it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm also on Atlanta and I love Atlanta, but Potomac is really like stepping yeah. their game up to mm-hmm. kind of be in the top, at least the top three. Like, you oh, know, yeah. with New York and New Jersey, Atlanta, I think Potomac is getting right there. Yeah. So, um, that being said, you guys stay tuned because we have some, you know, shady moments, of course. And then we have tweets, and then y'all know what's popping. Everybody was talking about the news and gossip, so so are we. So stay tuned till the end, people. All right, you guys, what did you all think about this episode overall? I totally agree with you. I feel like Potomac is just coming for it. I was a little worried at the beginning of the season, I'm not going to lie. I started off pretty <laughs> slow, but everybody just coming for each other now at this point. Everybody's being shady. Even the husbands are talking. So it's, <laughs> it's so fun to watch. Very true. Yeah, I love this episode. I loved all the tender moments as well mixed in with the shade. It was done. Good job, producers. It was mm-hmm. very nice. I feel like this is this episode reminded me why I actually like pretty much every woman on this show in their own ways. Like mm-hmm. you can like empathize with everybody and also be like, girl, that's just too shady. So. Very true, very true. Yeah, good balance. Yeah, I agree. I think this episode had a very good balance of shadiness and kind of like the lovey-doveyness, because I don't Mm -hmm. like too much of either, really. Mm -hmm. So um, I think they did do a good job balancing. So let's start off talking with the person we saw the least of this episode, which was Robin, surprisingly at the hairdresser, because I was like, praise God. (laughs) Oh, my God. You know, because I was, I mean, I'm not even trying to throw any shade, but I was surprised that her hairdresser was willing to, like, show her face on camera. But I liked that she stood behind her work. And, uh, you know, we didn't. <laughs> no, wait, that's not what you were saying. Because at first I was like, well, of course, she wants people to know that she's a hairdresser and get clients. But you're saying that her she hair sucks. be looking a mess. So well, you know I mean, know well, I don't know. know. I, I'm not going to put it on the hairdresser because we did not see the hair. She didn't come out with them ramen noodles like she was old. <laughs> earlier in the season so I'm not <laughs> going to put that on the hairdresser oh so because I think sometimes her hair looks amazing so yeah. we're gonna we're gonna give the hairdresser credit for those er- those episodes Erica I'm not gonna lie when she <laughs> said that she had been going to her for 15 years I was thinking 
Right. Your hair be looking a mess sometimes, Robin. Okay, that's how I was thinking, too. But, y'all, I think it's Robin that can't do her own hair. Yeah. Because I feel like it's, like, that ramen noodle, I'm pretty sure that wasn't a Shirley original. Like, I think that's, (laughs) I think that's completely on Robin. Robin strikes me as the type of girl that will, like, she needs to have her hair done. Like, Mm -hmm. she, oh, my God, like, she has boys. She's not used to having to do hair all the time. Like, don't do Shirley. Like, I still believe in you. Because she's done. Remember her bobs and stuff from the other seasons? Mm -hmm. Like, those are cute. Yeah, I mean, I can say I I go to the hairdresser every now and again, and I always look slay when I come out. But if you see me when I'm not come from the hairdresser, I may not look as good. So I, I totally <laughs> agree. And if I was on a TV show, I too would want my hairdresser to be on it as well. Yeah. So I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna credit Shirley with the ramen, but um, <laughs> it was fun, and it was a fun little episode. So what did you guys think about this whole? Um, I, I didn't actually put one of the tweets up there, but some people were, were not really buying. Some people on Twitter weren't really buying the whole Juan wants another baby. I need to see the footage myself <laughs> yeah. as well. What did you guys think about that whole comment about, oh, Juan really wants a girl? I mean, I guess, what reason does she have to lie, I guess? I mean, it's not like people oh. were like, does Juan want to have a girl? And she was like, yes, yes. It's like, she kind of volunteered the information. Oh, oh, okay. I'll leave it there. <laughs> I mean, it. I would also like to see the footage of this, but I could see it. I've heard. Yeah. Well, let's say this: like we always hear, like athletes or people who are really busy when they have little kids. Like at that point in their lives, they're always like, "I want to do it again." I feel like I've seen that on other shows, mm-hmm. other reality shows, that the dad's like, "Yeah, I wasn't there when I should have been, yeah. so I want to retry." Yeah. So I would believe that part. Mm-hmm. And that was one of her points, you know, he wasn't really there for the boys. And then they don't have a girl. I would want them to have a girl if they are going to have a baby. Yeah, in okay. vitro. <laughs> don't, don't take it the wrong way. Like, I'm not saying, I, w- I think it would be super cute if they want, you know, if um, for them to have a girl. I think it would be adorable. I totally support that. I think the part that's sort of questionable, I mean, they are getting closer this season. And I'd love to see that as well. But... I felt like she was pushing it a little bit. Like, okay, (laughs) you know. I mean, that's just, that was just the vibe I got. But I'm not saying that for sure. I just would, I would like to see the footage. I'm not saying it doesn't (laughs) exist. I'm just saying, cut to it, producers. It would be nice. You know what I'd like to see? I'd like to see a ring before we talking about a baby. So would Robin. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. If y'all are really about to, you know, really try to start this thing over with a baby, y'all might as well just get remarried. Exactly. And that's what I, I agree with you on that. And it's not so much that I think that she's lying. I just think she might be stretching what he said with what she really wants. I don't, yeah, like, you know, that's, yeah, that's kind of how I feel. Yeah, about I it. could see that. I could see Juan mentioning it, like, yeah, it'd be really cool if we had a daughter. And then her Robin, running with that. Yeah, just in her mind, just hearing something Juan else. Juan wants a daughter. Oh my God. Yeah. Wants <laughs> to have a baby. It's yeah. going to be forever. And, <laughs> and we want that for you too, girl. That's what we want. So, I mean, you know. If she wants the girl, I say have the baby. I mean, you already mm-hmm. got two kids, and you're, like, as she said, playing house. So, what's another baby? What would suck is if they do that and then she ends up with another boy. He yeah, do all that for a daughter. They would have to do in vitro. They have to do in vitro. But yeah, I mean, I I agree. But I think really don't bring any more kids until you all really fully figure out what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So if you're yeah. going to, you know, if you want to just kick it and play house, then play house with the kids you got. But if you want to really get married and really start anew, then sure, bring mm-hmm. another kid in. I think that would be fun yeah. and adorable because their kids are super cute and it'd give her a storyline. Because she needs one. Okay. <laughs> well, I guess selfishly, I just want them to have the baby now because I would like to see what the daughter would look like and how she would be. I feel like she'd be just like Juan. And 
look like a cute little but yeah no you're right like logistically get married y'all stop playing house yeah, yeah. but selfishly have a baby <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly but uh so we'll see you know maybe uh maybe hopefully i think she's gonna have to come back to this because honestly mm-hmm. otherwise it's her remodeling the house yeah and i talked about that last week <laughs> um <laughs> all right so moving on from robin since we're talking about the girls Let's talk about Giselle and her daughters. This was actually a really nice, um, I think, a nice episode for Giselle. Because she, I think the last, maybe last couple episodes, was just coming off totally kind of messy. And I love her. Like, I'm definitely a fan. And, you know, I love how fabulous she always looks. But um, this episode was really cute to see her with her daughters and their interaction. And her girls remind me so much of like Noelle and Candy's daughter on Atlanta Mm -hmm. and just very mature and somewhat grounded because sometimes on the other housewife shows the kids just seem crazy and out of control Mm -hmm. and you know it's just nice to see young you know black women kind of young girls just kind of having it together and being mature and grounded. It's still acting their age and looking their age like they look like the ages that they are. Yeah. Especially so, the oldest one because some of these teenagers be looking like this. She 40. looks so mature yeah. though. Like mm-hmm. if she, she's like one, like you can't wear makeup. I, cause she's tall too. She's mm-hmm. definitely developed. Like mm-hmm. I can't, she looks like she could go for like 16, 17, not 13. Mm-hmm. She's not even in high school yet. Yeah. yeah. True. Having girls is scary. But I love yeah. them. I, oh my God. My favorite's Angel. Who's y'all's favorite pick? No, we can't pick favorites because I she like gets Giselle, I don't by have a favorite. Yeah. I love them all. <laughs> I love them all equally. Yeah. But that being said, uh, that was going to be my next question. What do you guys think? Do you think, I mean, like every mother says, I don't have a favorite. Do you mm-hmm. believe Giselle or do you think that she probably does have a favorite? You know, I actually get it after Giselle broke it down. Like, because I feel like I'm kind of the angel in the situation. I was always the more responsible ones out of me and my siblings. So because I wasn't really getting into trouble, I wasn't doing anything crazy, naturally I'm not going to get as much attention as my siblings who you have to kind of watch a little more and don't really, you know, have to kind of give more attention to because they're doing more things for attention. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's really that Giselle has a favorite. I think it's just like she said, sometimes we get stuck with having to deal with things with some of our other kids and the one that we don't really have to worry too much about just kind of feels, you know, like she's not loves. But it seems like Giselle's really going to do something to fix it. So that's right. that's the most important thing of it all. Yeah, well, I agree. I am not Giselle, so I can pick a favorite. Um, <laughs> but I don't think that Giselle has a favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know for sure coming out of mother. But I feel like a lot of times from what I've heard, it's just like maybe they have a natural connection with or they feel like they have to be more concerned with one. Mm-hmm. So I really like that she explained that to her because I yeah. think that she received it like, oh yeah, it's because you're the rock star. I don't have to worry about you, but I'm still going to do what I have to do. So that was just such a sweet moment. And she's yeah. so cute and shady and responsible and she's a hermit and I love her yeah it's it's great to see Giselle actually sit and take the time because honestly and not to you know bring up Candace's mom because we know how people feel but when Candace comes to her mom and tells her that she made her feel some type of way she completely dismisses it and she's probably been doing that to her since when she was Angel in Adora's yeah. age so it's right. good that they are growing up with a mom like Giselle who you know she didn't really agree that she thought that she had a favorite but instead of being like that's not true that's not me she actually took the time to listen to her daughter and told her that she was going to do things to make up for it which Mm -hmm. i think is important 
Yeah, I mean, I think for me, I actually think that, you know, I mean, honestly, I think she probably does have a favorite. Um, but, <laughs> I mean, I just do, I, because I do feel like, or I will say this, I do feel like parents love their children Equally. a little differently. Uh-oh. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, for different reasons, or they relate to them differently. So I think there is probably, of the three, one that you, you know, like, whatever. I think she does have a favorite. But I think, but I don't think she doesn't love Angel or anything. And But, in all honesty as well... No parent, you know, that can, like, your girls will tell you, yeah, I like this child over another, but you can never tell your children, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And I think definitely growing up with siblings and stuff, yeah, like, I can tell if my parents favored one over the other. And, um, but I liked that she broke it down to her and was like, I don't have to worry about you. Because mm-hmm. she can't ever say, well, yeah, I really do love Adore. She's great. <laughs> you know, she can't do that because that would be, like, horrific and yeah. really damaging. Mm-hmm. So regardless of what really, you know, may or may not be accurate um she really has love for her and took the time to really hear her which i think is what any loving mother would do so yes. i thought that was great on her part and Absolutely. um and it was interesting because i did see some people on twitter kind of saying that they didn't really feel like Giselle was hearing her mm. and i didn't agree with that i didn't I felt, agree you know because a lot of people were like oh she just needs a hug which i mean i guess Giselle could have hugged her or whatever in that particular moment um but i felt like her reaction was still authentic mm-hmm. and loving to her. And it would have been, it might have been corny, I think. You know it would I mean? have been extremely corny. Yeah. Angel's a thug. We don't recognize her. She needs a hug. She needs, like, she's not four. Like, yeah. she's a growing girl. She can have a conversation about feelings. Like, if she was, like, a child, like, a baby, like a toddler, maybe. Right. But mm-hmm. she looked like she can hang with the best of them. Yeah, and at the end of the day, Giselle knows her daughter more than anybody on Twitter. She knows the way to handle her daughter. Her daughter may not be a hugger, and she would have been like, Mama, what you doing? Yeah, right. exactly, Which exactly. Yeah, case. like, yeah. Exactly. I, it seems very authentic, so I didn't feel yeah. like she should have done anything more. And I guess, in I don't want people to misconstrue what I what I said about um, Giselle as well, because I think it's kind of how um, Angel said, "Well, yeah, you know, Adore and Grace are probably just lying." I mean, mm-hmm. I think it's it's a little bit of that on both sides. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. you always do kind of. There's probably one or two children out of, especially out of three, that you're gonna be closer to or tighter with, um, but. You know, any way it goes, I think they all looked amazing mm-hmm. and just came across as authentic, but very grounded. And yeah. Not kind of. And I love the fact that they're not nervous in front of the camera. Because mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, sometimes. Or putting on for the camera, doing the I know, yeah. the most. Exactly. Yeah. I was about to say, some of them kids, mm-hmm. the worst of the worstes. Um, all right. So, since you brought it up, let's move on to Candace and Dorothy. And they're, you know... I don't know, their tete-a-tete that they had at the beginning of the episode. Mm-hmm. How did you guys feel about their kind of engagement? I actually was okay with it. I felt like they were getting along better than they usually do. But what did you guys think? I thought how I felt about Giselle and being genuine and listening and hearing your daughter and making arrangements to, you know, change what you've been doing, I feel like it was the exact opposite with them. Yeah, Candace was writing down things and saying, oh, I want to fix this, and her mom was just kind of going along with it, but she was still making funny faces. She was still making snarky comments. It's like, she's not serious at all about fixing their problem. She's really just toying with her, and it's honestly really, really sad to watch. Yeah, it is pretty hurtful, but I will commend Candace in this situation because I think that she might be starting to realize that she cannot control her mother's faces. Like, she's still going to say it, but I think she's going to get to that point because she literally said, 
I have to accept that things, some things are not going to change. And mm-hmm. when she said that, I was like, okay, that's growth because I don't think Dorothy's going to change. Mm-hmm. So you're just going to have to learn how to like, deal you know, deal with the faces, ignore the faces, choose to and, and still choose to be respectful mm-hmm. and maybe just put that distance there because Dorothy ain't changing. Yeah. Yeah. It's so sad. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think her mom hopefully will, you know, make some baby steps. Like, I think she will probably change some of it. But obviously, like, yeah, she's not going to stop rolling her eyes. I yeah. think that's, like, a lot to ask. Um, but also, I think, is that it has to go both ways. Because Candace isn't innocent in all of this either. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, so I think that they both have to meet each other halfway. And hopefully, Dorothy will make more of an effort. She seemed to me, at least in this scene to be just a little bit more calm and less rah-rah than she usually is, Mm -hmm. honestly. And Candace seemed to kind of take it a little bit in stride. So it seemed a little bit of a lighter scene between them, which was nice. Now, one thing that I found interesting was, um, you know, her mother said the exact the exact almost word for word same thing Karen said later on in the episode she said I feel like your emotions or whatever are spilling into the relationships with your friends Mm -hmm. and I think one of the things that Candace has to work on is when people whether it's her mother or Monique or Chris or anyone I don't feel like she always really hears people like maybe she's hearing Dr. Ken but Mm -hmm. she doesn't really hear people when they talk to her I don't know and her mom has well not her mom but Chris has even said it she said said it to her in the last episode, like you're. I completely lost my train of thought. Basically, you're, you're doing to me what yeah, your mom does. Yeah, you're doing does to me you. what your mom does to me. And what she's doing is she's completely dismissing what they're saying. She doesn't yeah. agree with it, so she doesn't want to hear it. Therefore, she's not listening to what they're trying to tell her. And mm-hmm. it's what her mom does. And if she doesn't lock it down she being Candace, she's going to continue to have those problems with her mom. And she can't expect her mom to make any changes either. Yeah. Exactly. I want to meet Dorothy's mom. I want to know where this started. But oh. hopefully Candace can break the chain. Mm-hmm. Yes. So she's seeking yes. counsel, so we're praying yeah. for you. And I wonder if Candace's siblings have the same issues with the mom. Because then I would really know, okay, Dorothy is the problem here. If they are not having those issues with Dorothy, then Candace should be doing some self-reflection, too, on why she's having this relationship oh, with Oh, no, the other, the, Candace's little sister feels the same way. Okay, good. Like, I don't know, we haven't seen to that extent, but yeah. they definitely, oh, you know, kind of roll their eyes, like, mm-hmm. with the dress shopping, or, we've seen oh, it. Oh, yeah. I don't okay. think, I think her mom is like that, too. Ronnie, the, the, the step-daddy, mm-hmm. I think that's just how her mom is. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean, like Dr. Ken said, you can't control yourself and, like, you know. Yes. So right. hopefully she gets to that point. I think she will. I don't know. That's just so sad. Oh, yeah. So yeah, so yeah so I agree. Although I would honestly, um, I mean, I, I guess I kind of remember the dress shopping, but I want to see more of her siblings. Because, yeah. you know, other than her... Uh, it's just the one, right? Half-brother. Like, the one I sister? sister? I don't know even really. But mm-hmm. I think I think it's just the one full sister, I believe. Yeah. But mm-hmm. um, I definitely would like to see more more of that because yeah. it's like it's interesting that she turns to all these girls where I would think she would turn to her sister mm-hmm. so it'd be interesting you know maybe she doesn't want to be on TV or whatever but it would be interesting I think just to show oh, more yeah. of that because mm-hmm. it would give us more of a perspective on uh-huh. what what we're missing from the cameras because mm-hmm. I feel like something's missing I don't know if Dorothy is even more crazy or mm-hmm. if Candace <laughs> is also crazy yeah. I don't know crazy. right oh, exactly crazy. so I think there's I think there's something missing so we want more family from you mm-hmm. guys that would kind of give her more of a storyline too yeah. mm-hmm. I think the sister at Howard still so maybe when she graduates maybe she's like I ain't trying to do that I'm trying to get a job yeah true true I just remember her saying like oh like I think Monique's sister went to Howard and Candace's sister's at Howard oh okay she's really young though okay and then Candace went to Howard right 
I don't know. I don't know. Probably, though. We'll have to, we'll have to like, look it up. Yeah, I also brand. went to Howard. Shout out for Howard. Oh, yeah, check I, I actually I knew that about you, and I was doing a segue. But. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of segues, Alexis has something great to, to tell you guys. So, hey, everybody. <laughs> we just want to give a huge thank you for watching us and making us the ESPN of TV talk. We love what we do. We love watching our crazy shows with you, but we can't continue to do it without a little help from you all. So if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. If you're listening on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating. And no matter what, no matter what show it is, no matter what day, no matter what time, please continue to watch After Buzz because we love talking to you about our shows. Exactly. So leave your comments. And if you're on, give us a thumbs up if you're in the chat right now because, like, you're already here. So why not do it? Why not? Yes, yes, yes. All right. So let's talk about Monique. And um, (laughs) and this is so interesting. A sonogram, like, party. Like a reveal where they don't reveal. (laughs) So, um, but it was. It was interesting. I mean, I get it because she's so excited about this rainbow baby. So, like, and she's really cool and down to earth. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was kind of different. What yeah. did you guys feel about it? I just didn't understand the point. But, I mean, you can have who you want in your sonogram, I guess. I wouldn't really consider it a party. Right. But, I mean, if you want all those people in the sonogram room, hey, teach his own. I wouldn't do it, but, you know. I don't know. I think maybe she's just pushing it as a party for storyline or just trying to make herself sound exciting in this episode. <laughs> I don't know. No shade. Not, I like Monique. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I think she's just trying to stay out of the drama other than last episode because of the baby and everything. So mm-hmm. maybe she's just like, let me just invite them to stuff. Yeah. Because my life is peaceful. So mm-hmm. I guess I'll invite them to the sonogram. I didn't really get it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, I think it was, um, I don't know. Like, it just felt... Honestly, for me, to keep it 100, it felt very produced. Yeah. It felt like some something that the producer just came up with. Because I was yeah. like, she already had a party. Why? And then when she didn't actually, because, oh, she's like, oh, I'd like to do a sonogram reveal. I was like, okay, I'll cut her some slack. This is a reveal thing. Mm-hmm. And then you're not going to reveal the sex? So why am I here? Like, yeah. you could email me that picture. I didn't even yeah, get that and then, email. Yeah, going to your point, if it is just about wanting people to see your sonogram, then why is it only people from the show who are there? Right. So and obviously. Why is it only Karen and Kim? Like, yeah, there were uh-huh. so many things about it that just seemed yeah. like, producers, you're trying too much. <laughs> um, or, and also, I did feel, which I, which I thought the only good, not the only good moment out of it, but what I really felt was it was a contrived moment so that Karen could have that talk with Monique and Kim. Yeah. which they could have done at a nice restaurant yeah. but fine they did it in the sonogram room and um but i thought it was kind of nice to yeah. see karen in that kind of big sister space with them mm-hmm. what did you guys think yeah i mm-hmm. thought she gave them really good advice um i think she was actually kind of saying what pe- other people were already saying but i feel like she knew how to say it in the right way like even like i feel like chris was trying to say the same thing to candace at one point and she completely dismissed it so i don't know if it was because it was coming from chris that she dismissed it or if karen just genuinely knew the right words to say but either way we saw some sort of like come to jesus exactly because it was the exact same words yeah. that dorothy used mm-hmm. like the exact same one she said your relationship with your mother is spilling over into the relationship with your friends or whatever mm-hmm. and so it was interesting that exactly like you said coming from karen she seemed she seemed to receive it so yeah. we'll see it's all but, about the source also mm-hmm. karen is very very good with talking to Candace. Every mm-hmm. time Karen says anything to Candace, she takes a step back, she listens. So whatever relationship they have, I hope it stays strong yeah. because she needs a voice of reason that's mm-hmm. also going to keep it real with her. And yes. I feel like that's Karen. Yeah. 
Yeah, I agree. And it was cute to see sort of Chris and Monique interact as far as him being like, you can't be dragging people at the picnic when you're pregnant. So that was adorable. Yeah. And I was glad to see that Candace and Monique squashed all the craziness and were able to just move past it. Yeah. It really, to me, this was the first time I actually kind of felt like they were real friends, like actual genuine friends. Because I, I always agree. thought they were just friends because of the show and they deal with each other more than they deal with others. But I actually do feel now, after last episode, going into this episode, that they actually are yeah. good friends. I'm happy. I like them together. Yeah. I actually like that trio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're cute. <clears throat> I Keep agree, it up. too. I think very adorable. <laughs> Let their friendship grow and blossom. Uh, because I think... You know, Candace needs some true friends in the show, as does Karen. Mm -hmm. So I think if the three of them can kind of get it together, that would be very nice. Um, We saw a little bit of kind of Karen for like a second flirting with Ray. So I like kind of how they're, um, I like that Ray is kind of showing up a little bit more here and there on the camera, Mm -hmm. but he's keeping it light. You know, he's just trying to show you guys he paid off the IRS or he's in a payment (laughs) plan or whatever he got going Mm -hmm. on. And um, but they seem to be like in a very good place. Yeah. How did you guys feel about their interaction with each other? A little disturbing. Yeah, I didn't really clinch my legs a little to bit. Whatever. I totally support it just because you old. I mean, you don't get it's it. It's not um, even about them being crew. old. What if I don't want to call them old anyway? It's not even about them being old. I just don't want to think about. Ray and Karen doing anything. It's not an image I want in my head, me personally. Yeah, it's pretty graphic. <laughs> yeah, you know, the I could have done without it. Uh-huh, with the oyster. Oh my gosh. Shout out to the editing. I thought that was hilarious. But in a good way. Love you, editors. Love you, Nasty. producers. <laughs> yes. Woohoo. Um, all right. Well, let's talk about. Ashley, um, let's get to her before we do the shadiest dinner of all time. Um, so first we see her with Giselle and she seems to be on this. It didn't happen train. Do you think that she really believes that? Or do you think that that's what she's saying to cover? Cover? I think she's trying to cover. I thought that about everything that's happened with Ashley and Michael on this show, that she's just trying, like, even going down to if he said the sausage comment, she, I feel like she knew he said it and she was just acting like she didn't. And I feel like it's the same in this situation. Okay. But, however, um, Candace later on in the dinner or whatever, there's this talk about footage of it. So, I mean, as we all know in the news now, the charges were dropped. So, do you, I mean, Chris was there. He didn't see it. Do you really think that there's no way it could have just not happened? No. <laughs> it probably was dropped. They probably came to some sort of settlement yeah. or something happened that it got resolved. But I I truly believe that he did it. Because why not? He's always doing it to someone. So why is it so hard to believe that he could do it? Yeah. Well, my thing about it is not that it's hard to believe that he could do it, but... Um, I don't know, like to me, Giselle and so many people are like, well, where there's smoke, there's fire. And I guess just, you know, personally, maybe it's just the African-American in me. But just because someone is charged with something doesn't mean that they did it. And so, you know, I mean, I don't know. Like, I do feel like you should have the benefit of the doubt, you know. I'm going to need you not to put that on the (laughs) African-American. But the only thing Black people get charged with stuff all the time that haven't done anything, and people assume that they've done it. I mean, that's the only thing I'm saying as far as not saying that that doesn't happen to other people, obviously. Um, but to me, that's why I'm just like, 
what happens in a courtroom or a criminal procedure really to me doesn't have any doesn't necessarily mean someone did something or that they didn't do it. It's yeah. the really only point I make. Yeah, that's fair. All I was going to say was um, the thing with Michael in this situation, this isolated, like for Michael, is it's already happened. He's done it. He did it to Katie's man. He's done it. He's always saying he wants to touch people and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't even know if it was, it didn't have to be really malicious or like in a, with a violation mm-hmm. type of way. Like, it's just how he is. I think it's just how he is. So it's believable to me. The grinder situation, like, it's a lot of flags. So yeah. even if he did it, like, hey, like, he could have thought they were friends because they seen each other around set, but that yeah. guy didn't like it. Like, mm-hmm. I could have saw that happening. It didn't yeah. mean, like, I want to do you. Right. <laughs> but and, I think right. it happened. And, um,. I just don't understand how, if it truly did happen at the moment that Chris is saying it happened, how could you just not see him slap somebody on the butt? Like, you're standing there talking to him. There's no way you don't see him turn. Like, I just don't see, unless it was literally just a subtle, like, I just don't understand how he wouldn't have saw it. I just well, don't well, that, get it. I know, to me, that's the only thing that actually had me start thinking, well, maybe it didn't really happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? To be honest with you, because I was like, Chris already threw him out under the bus the last episode. Mm-hmm. And if he was standing right there and they called him as a witness then, and now he's saying he didn't see it, that was the part that actually made me think like, okay, yeah. now there's, to me, that's all, the one thing that had me really thinking. Because all along I was like, okay, Michael, you know, we know how you get down when you're drunk. But once Chris said he didn't, say, didn't see it and it happens, I guess, at that moment, that kind of made me be like, well, why wouldn't he see it? How yeah. drunk was Chris? It and was I a birthday. Mean, you know, it's a little party. My thinking with it was, oh, well, maybe Chris is just covering for Michael. But now that you say that, what reason would he really have for covering for Michael? His wife doesn't like his wife. And like you said, he already He definitely called everything signed about last week. Right. Thing. So that's yeah, why so I don't why feel like Chris would Maybe cover because for him. the law is involved, he think, he's thinking he should just stay out of it. But I don't know. It's just such a weird It's situation. weird because um, that happened. Like, I would say that now that they've settled it, you know what I'm saying? But that happened before, you know, before anything was settled. So I don't mm-hmm. know if Bravo gave him some extra money for the episode. I don't know. <laughs> but um, that's kind of what, the only thing to me that kind of threw doubt on it. I mean, I think uh, Michael clearly has some very sort of bisexual tendencies. Not, I don't know what his sexuality is, um, you know, but to go as far as to kind of, sexually assault someone or really be groping someone who doesn't want to be there that you're not cool with like that that is sort of above and beyond whatever your sexuality is yeah either way i think it's a lesson to michael to just stop touching people yeah like because it's already been not well received before so exactly just stop I, touching thank people. you i don't know if this is what they do <laughs> down under but in potomac no don't mm-hmm. they don't do that there so don't do it yeah. Um, so how did you guys feel about her meeting with the, um, therapist and this whole, she's seeing Michael as a father figure thing? Um, I'm glad she's going to therapy. I think she really needs it. And it looks like it's helping. Um, the father thing made me a a little uncomfortable, but I'm not in that situation to really kind of understand it. What, Watching that scene really made me think about was it kind of made me think of Kenya Moore and how she has those same aban- abandonment stuff with her, her, mother. Mother. her mother. And it's yeah. they act now that I think about it, they act a lot alike in the way they handle conflict and the way they stir up things within the group. So I'm like, well, maybe it is that abandonment that causes them to act like that. I mean, there's no excuses for people to act certain ways, but I do feel like things that happen in your past cause you to act certain ways. So for me, it was kind of like an eye opener, like, oh, well, maybe that's been the root of the issue she's had in the group 
Yeah, well said. I think this uh, therapist is great. Mm -hmm. I think she needs to talk to everybody in the group because she helped her to connect those dots very seamlessly without Mm -hmm. pushing it on her. So I commend her. Um, I also commend Ashley for being so vulnerable with that. Um, Mm -hmm. It's I remember her Breakfast Club interview three years ago and she said she like all she knows about him is that he's this redhead white guy that lives in Georgia that's blocked her on Facebook like Mm -hmm. at that time like three times. So I'm sure more. Mm -hmm. That's just I really feel for her. That's so terrible. Yeah, like Yeah, and what I found interesting was her whole thing about seeing Michael as a paternal. I mean, she did say she saw him two ways, but I was like, yeah, you know, do you think maybe this is why she's with Michael is because of what happened with her dad? You know, outside of like what you were saying, how she treats the other women, but it's like she's looking for a father figure. So is that why she's with this old man? I I see that a little, but at the same time, we always get this message that you choose men like your father too, Mm -hmm. like age aside. So I think that there could be that connection there, but I wouldn't just put it on the age because in general, a lot of times we choose people who are like our fathers, even if we don't want to, or even though we don't realize Oh, no, ab- absolutely, sadly enough. But I think what's interesting about it is um, that she's gone so far, I think, to resolve these issues with her father is to marry this person that she is allowing to treat her and control her yeah. as she feels a parent would. So mm-hmm. that's the part that I felt that was kind of upsetting mm-hmm. and maybe a little disturbing, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree with that, too. And it was interesting to see her interaction with her mom and um, and I, I think I'll, I think this was in one of the tweets, but it was funny, um, you know, how the mom the mom wasn't blocked. So I found that interesting actually mm-hmm. as well that he's like, well, the mom can see everything, but I'm gonna block you. Um, or I, in that situation, I feel like she probably just has never reached out to him. Like Ashley has reached out to him. He maybe he doesn't know that she has access to his page. I like I thought. <laughs> I, I thought Ashley was gonna. Knows. I thought Ashley was gonna me- message him from, from her, her mom's page. account. I thought that yeah. too. And I would have loved to see that because we would have saw if he was gonna respond one, and then two if if he was gonna then block. Yeah. You know her mom. Okay. I agree with you. That raised some flags for me. Like, why wouldn't you block your baby mama, but you gonna block the mo- the the child? Mm-hmm. So I think there's definitely more to just like I don't feel anything for him. Like, okay, yeah. Sheila. I think there's something else we don't know. Exactly. Because that's kind of weird. Like y'all, and she just pulled him up real quick. Like, yeah. like y'all Facebook friends too. Right. <laughs> right. That, was, that was interesting. And kind of um, to piggyback on what you said earlier, because I was going to bring this up when we talked about the mother as well, I definitely think, and some people I think on Twitter were, were saying that this was to distract from Michael's mm. Michael's situation mm. or whatever. And I said, and you know, I mean, I hate to be like this, but I don't care, okay? <laughs> that, I mean, I you know, however it wins, however it turns out, this is like reality TV gold. Like that was the best season Kenya Moore ever had was that season when she went to go see her mother mm-hmm. and her mother wouldn't open the door. Like that was the most drama filled season that Kenya had. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, if, if they do this with Ashley going to Georgia to find her dad, like, mm-hmm. wow, that's yeah. going to really, um, they don't get a lot of watches on that. Yeah. That's going to be a really interesting, however it plays out. Like, obviously I would want her father to respond to her in a positive way, but it's just such an intriguing thing to um, even watch. We're seeing a lot, I'm noticing now that you say that, a lot with the parents. Yes. Like, Karen, you know, both of her parents die. You have Candace and her situation with her mom, and then now Ashley with the situation with her mom before, and now her dad. Monique and her mother-in-law. Yeah, her Monique (laughs) and her mother-in-law, Giselle and her girls. It's just, I I love that it's kind of showing how, you know, how being raised in your relationship with your family and with your parents can really affect, you know, 
your grown life and how you handle things and situations. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think especially if you're married, because mm-hmm. then it's not just you and how you deal with your mom and your dad, but it's like, how is that impacting your marriage? And I think that's nice to see with all of the couples. Mm-hmm. So that, I think that is actually a good part that they're really showing the balance of. Yes. All right. So let's get down. I guess we will wrap this up with the shady dinner, which it was very cute to see the couples mm-hmm. um, out together. How did you guys, what did you guys feel about the, about the dinner? They didn't invite Robin and Juan. Was well, it yeah, rings only? Yeah, yes, the couple. <laughs> we were actually <laughs> together. Ring only dinner. Oh, wow. <laughs> the disrespect. <laughs> yeah, they're going to they gonna need to be together longer than three weeks before they get to the couple. Oh, my God. Terrible. Shady, shady, shady. Juan probably, I want to know Juan's contract because he, he says like three words yeah. max every mm-hmm. season. Yes, He's like, exactly. I'm not doing this. Exactly. I love those words. He's just the cutest. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, how did you guys feel? Um, you know, because there's a little bit of shade being thrown around at the oh, dinner. Yes. You know, just but it was it was very fun and cute. Mm-hmm. But the only thing I think to me that I really kind of got from it is that like after all of this talk with everything and everyone, Candace still seems a little pressed. I think about what's going on with Ashley and mm-hmm. you know this whole discussion about um, Michael being bisexual, etc. What, what do you? How do you guys feel about it? It's like it brings her joy for bad things to be happening to their marriage. And I just don't understand that. And I just feel like she needs to chill on that before. Because karma is a way bigger bitch than anybody can be. So while you having joy about their marriage and what they're going through, you just got married. So you might want to, you know, humble yourself, sis, before you end up in a situation. Yeah, I remember Ashley's on karma's good side. It's her tagline. Yeah. In the beginning. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I mean, Monique, to be fair, Monique did bring it up. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I'm just tired of it. I'm just, it just looks really bitter. And yeah. It just makes her look bad. Because mm-hmm. she does seem kind of obsessed at this point. Like, mm-hmm. girl, we everybody knows something ain't right there. We don't got yeah. to talk about it. I yeah. just don't understand why this season she's been so pressed on Ashley. I just really don't get it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I agree. I was like, you have enough to worry about with your mama. So just... Your mama, your man, everything. Yeah. It can't be storyline because exactly. you got a lot. Yeah. Exactly. So just <laughs> relax and let everybody else talk about it and then you just step out of it because mm-hmm. now then the next, you know, next episode, whenever, it's going to be, oh, well, she said this at the dinner. Like, ugh. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it's kind of working on my nerves. All right, you guys. Well, that wraps up this episode, which I we all totally enjoyed. Yeah. Was there? Are you? Um. Are we in the? Is the chat up yet? Or. Oh no, I can't access the chat. Oh, sorry, you guys, because we wanted to hear what you all had to say. Because I know y'all are probably roasting me. Okay, all right. <laughs> Don't worry, they'll do it in the comments. Thank yes. you. In my shady thoughts. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's move on to our special segment, shadiest moments. All right, uh, let's start with you, Lauren. Like this beat, Brie. Um, my shadiest moment would have to be when Monique said that if Karen had a baby, there would be nothing but dust coming out. Nothing but powder <laughs> for those babies. Yes. That one was funny. Powdered milk. I love that comment. Yes. Mine is from Ray. I love when the husbands get shady. Um, when he was talking to Candace and he said, oh, you're a good singer. He was like, I heard other people have been trying to sing. <laughs> and we all immediately knew he was talking about Ashley. But then Monique added to the shade by saying, speaking of, and then started talking right, about Ashley. Yes. Oh, my God. Speaking yeah. of who can't sing. Yeah. And then my shadiest moment was Karen in the confessional saying that she wanted Candace to see marriages that were together because she didn't want her to end up like Giselle, divorced, alone, on an island by herself. 
Well, she Boo. got the three girls. Yeah, she's not alone. Don't yeah. do that. Yes. yes. Um, all right. So I think the winner is, I don't know. What do you guys think? Maybe. <laughs> I really like, I like the Karen. The oh, Karen. Oh. Well, Karen, the Monix is good. That dried up powder is good. I yeah. Know, but delivery combined with shade factor. Yeah, I know Karen. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah, Karen's was true. like quick. Yeah, yeah. That's true. And yeah. it was detailed. Yes. Yes. <laughs> all right. So we'll give it up for Karen tonight. <laughs> all right. Let's move on to some tweets. All right, so I think we have like six this time, which was a lot. Twitter was going in today. Um, Karen seducing hashtag Raisin Ray. Uh, I loved the oyster scene from Forever Haka. So, yes. (laughs) You guys didn't like it, but I thought it was good to see old people still getting it on. Mm -mm. (laughs) Oh, loved how Karen Huger straightened Monique and Candace. She's the perfect big sister. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I loved that scene as well. Mm-hmm. I thought that was very cute. Shout out to Josh Roster. Um, why do they have this Donna, this old Donna Summers wig oh, on Ashley? Yes. yes. That oh, wig. Oh, my God. That wig was the worst of the worst. When, immediately when she popped up on the screen, me and Lauren were like, oh. <laughs> like, it literally That's took us aback. Like, like like the wig was bad itself, but you can t- really tell in that interview that obviously she was pregnant in that interview. You can see it in her face. Yeah. So that the chunkiness of the face with that wig just wasn't the a good mix. Volume on that wig, yes. yeah. That made, yeah, that made me think of some other people on shows when you know they really going through something. It looked like a <laughs> um, a Katie wig. Exactly. Ooh, or really like. another Kim wig. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley, I see Michael kind of as a paternal figure. Whoa. Yeah. Yes. That's how I was looking when she said that too. Because I was yeah. like, wow. You okay. don't know how to feel with a comment like that. It's yeah. Like, that one's um, a little bit It's shaky. like sad but scary. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, oh my gosh. I felt the same way. Candace singing the things she's saying make me hate her even more. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, you know, Ray liked it, but I was like, girl, please just eat your food. You don't she's got to just sing. really wants the world to know that she can sing. She, I think she really is trying to get like a record deal off of this. Yes. Because she well, already tried to release that song from her wedding. Oh, Lord. Uh, well, yeah. I hope she does, but please don't sing every episode. Okay. At least she can sing. I, I'll yeah. give her that, but I don't know if she's... Oh, and then, yeah, I think this is the last one. Why did he block Ashley but didn't block the mother? Something is not right. Thank you, Sweet Face De Niro. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. We totally agree with you here on After Buzz. Yes. All right, so now moving on to news and gossip. Yeah. After Buzz TV News. Oh my gosh, congrats are in order for Miss Giselle Bryant. Yes. Yes, she got nominated for the African American Literary Award. She is so excited. She says that mommy is so happy because all the girls are super proud and that's all that matters. So it's just a nomination right now, but we're hoping it's going to be a win. She'll know October 5th. Exactly. Yes. And people, that is a thing. Yes. Okay. Yes. (laughs) And now, what we really want to know the tea Katie versus Ashley. So, um, on Bravo, Ashley actually said that Katie's ranch looked a little on the scruffy side, to say the least. Mm. So Katie didn't like that, and she took to social media and pretty much just dragged every piece of Ashley's life. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she talked about the mama. She talked about you know sleeping with old men for money, and she uh, Ashley doing that. Mm-hmm. And she also clarified that this house that Ashley's talking trash about, Katie bought with her own hard-earned modeling money when she was twenty-seven years old. Which is pretty commendable. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, she just yes. read her. She whole read life. her for filth. Katie overreacted. 
I th- I feel. Katie trying to get a, a wine glass, a hips, whatever they do on this show. She's yeah. trying to get it. Yeah. Um, but Ashley actually responded back and said that she stepped out of her her peace bubble to say that she was spill- spare no one at their reunion. Mm. Dun, dun, dun. So oh, a little yes. bit of tease there. So we watched the reunion. Yeah. Nice. Well, I'm yeah, excited yeah, yeah. for that. I am excited too. I agree. I think Katie kind of like went above and beyond. Like it was looking a little scruffy in the footage. I mean, you know, but <laughs> but but it still looked like a cool ranch. Like yeah. it, you know, like she wasn't totally like, oh, it's dirty or anything. It just yeah. you know was looking a little. I rugged. don't think it warranted a whole all long of that exactly because like she talked about her going in and out of foster homes and mm-hmm. living on yeah. welfare as a child. I mean, she just went totally left so yeah. it kind of made katie actually look bad I yeah think, at the end of the day and robin yeah. actually kind of came to ashley's defense in the comments that some extra team was like ouch like that's a little much sis so yeah yeah it did make katie kind of look a little mean hey guys it's brianna the booth i just wanted to shout some people from the chat talking about uh, okay. the news and gossip mm-hmm. here because i know you guys had a hard time connecting Thank um cc a freak said i'm already here for the reunion this year yeah. uh daisy said candace can't prove her point without raising her voice or having a tantrum True. True. Jay Starr said, Candace is trying too hard. The deflecting is chronic. And then CC Freak also said, please give Katie a champagne glass next year. Yes. Mm. Yay. That's what I'm saying. She. That's why she went in like this. Reunion season is coming up. Yeah. She's about to get this glass. Well, I, I want to see I, Katie on there. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like she really needs it because she needs to get some new wigs. Hmm. I thought you were going to come for her property. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe that. I mean, to be honest, though, I mean, I have to respect Katie. Like, it, when she was on here before, she really was kind of boring, but she's bringing it. Mm-hmm. Whatever little moment she has, she's making the most of them. And I feel like that's what every housewife, that's your job. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, why not give her a glass? Or not housewife, friend of the show. Well, <laughs> I know. That's why, that's <laughs> why she, that's what I'm saying. You, if you want it, you got to act like you already got it, sis. Mm-hmm. And that's what she's doing. All right, you guys. So, so let's do our predictions. Your After Buzz TV predictions. I predict we're going to see more of Katie, and that might be why she's going so hard. Yeah. Maybe more of Katie and Ashley being friends. Um, Candace still going to be obsessing over Ashley's relationship, and I think that we're conveniently going to forget about Michael's scandal. Yeah. Um, I think it's just it's going to come out that um, Candace is still talking all this mess about Michael because everybody, at, well, not everybody at that table, a few people at that table are playing both sides, in my opinion. So I know it's going to go back to Ashley that she's been saying those things, and we're going to continue to see, you know, them argue. Um, we're starting to see more interviews of Ashley where she looks pregnant. So I think we're going to actually see the announcement of her finding out she's pregnant yeah. on the show soon. I don't know how soon, but I think it's coming. I totally agree with all of those. I think that's great. Um, The only thing I think I would add to that is I do think, I don't wish this on anyone, but I do think eventually um, some of this stuff is going to kind of come up between Candace and Chris Mm -hmm. because I don't, I mean, I don't know. She's just going to beef with Ashley all season. Is that going to be a thing? Um, So I think that actually will be interesting to see how all of this plays out. All right, you guys, thank you so much for joining us. This was like a really fun show tonight. And ladies, where can everyone find you? Hey guys, my name is Lauren Mayo. You can find me on Instagram at Lauren Out Loud and on YouTube at Lauren Mayo. And you guys can find me on Instagram and Twitter at I am Lexi Fierce. Hey you guys, I am Erica Edwards. You can follow me on all of my social media at Erica, E-R-I-K-A, D as in door, Edwards. Ciao for now, folks. Bye-bye. Have a good night. Our
co-founder Kevin Undergaro and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.